0: Hello friends, welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help you figure out what's really going on in your relationship to help get you out and on the road to recovery. Today I'm going to talk to you about Pet That Dog. Pet That Dog. I know I've talked a lot about my birthday video. Um, The birthday video reached its two-year um, creation date um, in August when I had my birthday and I talked about the birthday video in an episode called "Like a viral video um, covert abuse in a viral video a lot of you have seen that um, video it's been posted everywhere several times now um, and so you see you know what I'm talking about if you haven't it's pinned on um, several of my profiles <laughs> So you can check that out. But one of the biggest things that I see on that video, like one of the most common themes is people saying, pet that dog or, oh my gosh, that dog really loves you. Just take the dog and leave um, outright calling me cruel about the dog and all of that stuff. Um, and so we're going to talk about what was happening in that video and why. And so essentially we're going to dive into what abuse is like when pets are involved, when pets are used as pawns, how victims might respond to pets um, and things like that, because a lot of people obviously don't understand that. I do realize that the problem with this episode is that most likely if you're listening to this, you're listening for education, and validation. And the people who are commenting that are probably not going to be listening to a podcast about abuse to further, um, increase their awareness of what abuse looks like. But Hey, um, maybe a couple people will listen. Maybe if this gets shared, um, and then they're like, Oh yeah, maybe I should learn about that. Whatever. Who knows? Who knows? It's always worth a try. So I have talked about, um, dogs, pets and abusive relationships before. Um, It has been a while, I think, since I've done a specific episode about that. It's mentioned a lot. The original episode about abuse um, with pets was March 23rd of 2022. It's called Pip's Story, Animals and Abusive Relationship. So that one is aging. That one has been out for a while. So like I said, we're going to do that today before we dive in, I'm going to talk about my struggles and successes. A struggle is I'm not feeling great. Um, I wasn't planning on recording tonight because I just like, I do not feel great. I came home from a huge event. I took my son to like a big fall day. We were there for six hours. It was like at a farm and we did pumpkins and apples. And, um, they had like every activity that you've ever seen at one of these farms, they had it. It was like, Um, and I just came home and I passed out and like my tummy's feeling upset and stuff. But then I got a second window and I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm going to do something. It was either this or do some dishes or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? I've done enough cleaning this week. So here we are. It's a struggle. I'm still not feeling amazing, but we're doing it. Um, a success is that, yeah, I've had some really awesome days with my son lately. We had farmer's market on Saturday. And then we went to a local Climate Action Week event, and then today we had that fall activity, um, and it's just been really, really fun, um, sort of enjoying fall in Washington and making the most of our time before things get really disgusting here. Um, If you've been following me or in my spaces for more than a little bit of time, you know that I'm not a yucky, cold, dreary weather kind of person. So yeah, struggles and successes, y'all. We all have them, um okay, so pet the dog in the birthday video. I walk in the door, I'm holding like four hundred pounds of blueberries and some um sunflowers that I purchased for myself at a local farm where I took my son to pick blueberries for my birthday because I just wanted to do something simple I want to have fun with my son. um I stayed in the video they did not want to come with me um, they made a big stink about not wanting to come with me and, and, you know, wanting to do something else. And I just was like, okay, now I'm gonna go by myself then, you know, past me would have been like, either not gone or like been really upset about it or something like that. And I was just like typical. Cause at this point I was really close to being out. I was like 11 days, 19 days. Um, I don't know, something like that. 10 to 20 days. From a breaking up, which does not mean that I was free yet. It would be another two months before I was actually free, uh, like physically out of contact with them. Um, as I walk in, I come around. They've got a camera train on me. They're singing happy birthday to me. They never, ever, ever documented any part of me on their phone. So it was jarring. It was weird. You can see in the video that I'm uncomfortable, that like my eyes are darting. I'm like, what's happening here? Why are they doing this? Oh my gosh, they got me some gifts it looks like over here. I don't know what that is. I don't know what brace that comes with. Watch the video yourself if you haven't seen it because I want you to be able to judge for yourself what you think is happening. Um, but I did post it describing how I felt at the time um, and how I feel like I look when I found it a couple months after I left and was like seeing myself through the lens of a little bit more education on coercive control right I'm so much deeper into the education and awareness about that than I was at the time of posting it but it's pretty freaking accurate so Pepe comes running up to me right away and she's wagging her tail and I don't acknowledge her and she keeps wagging her tail and she's right there and she's so happy to see me and it is very hard to watch I actually don't watch the video ever I just repost it and try to like not look at it when I'm Interacting with people in the video, but she's just like so happy to see me and finally there's a moment where my abuser approaches me and I sidestep and I look over, reach down, pet her for like, like it's so fast. It's like, did you even, I just pet her really quick and then I look back at my abuser. So there's a couple of things going on here. Um, and this is again, if you know someone who's been abused that has a pet involved, if it's happening now, um, if they've left, if they've lost a pet, if anything like that, I'm hoping that this helps you to have some understanding about what might have been happening in that situation. Um, like I said, I have this whole episode about how, you know, pets are used as pawns. Um, I, mean, I haven't listened to it for a while, so who knows what I actually say in it. <laughs> but, um, they're used as pawns. Quite often they are taken away from you. Like, Pip was often physically removed from me. I got her as an emotional support animal, but once... She was potty trained and sleeping through the night. My abuser would come and physically remove her from me. Anytime that pick was with me, the abuser would come and take her away. Eventually, the abuser started saying things like, she's mine. She likes me more than you. You know, Why do you think she likes me more than you? Um, you don't have time to take care of her. You're not really bonded with her. You're not as close to her as I am. All kinds of things like that all the time. And like I said, like she would be physically removed from me. Even though we both took her like I would take Pip out with me and my son and we'd go to the beach and we would go out and we would do all this stuff and my abuser also to take her to work sometimes like we both had the dog you know here and there throughout so it's not like I like I was allowed quote-unquote to take the dog out in a so that my abuser could be free and go and do whatever they did when I was gone who knows I'll never know don't need to know don't care um or so they could stay out all night or anything like that like then I was allowed to have the dog but if we were at home especially if I was sad, scared, lonely, anything like that, the dog was not mine. The dog wasn't allowed to come near me. So um, in the video, you can see that I am not looking to the dog for comfort. Even though you can see that my nervous system is whack, I don't understand like what's happening. Um, if I was close to the dog at that time and felt like she was my emotional support dog and she was mine, I would have been like maybe picking her up and holding her and petting her like I do now. Um, But I didn't, I did not turn to her for support because I had none. And so if this is something that's happened to you, um, whether your dog was an emotional support animal or not, they're all emotional support. I mean, dogs are incredible. Um, Could be a cat, could be anything. You probably felt the same way where you were no longer turned to that animal because you have been trained, essentially punished out of, having that animal as comfort. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is that I was so heightened and so alert. You can see me just like again like eyes darting around that you can tell I don't want to take too much of my um attention off of the dog. Or sorry, away from the abuser because I'm like whoop back to it. Like I cannot focus on the dog and the fact that the dog wants me to pet her like a normal human being is like, Oh my gosh, this dog doesn't understand what's going on. You know, a lot of people will greet an animal before they'll greet anyone. I mean, I greet my son. If I come home and like the son and the dog are here, the son gets the big hug first. And then I'm going to pet Pippi for a while. Cause she's going to take a while to calm down. Right. And I pet her for a little bit. Um, Usually, as humans, we're like, oh, here's an animal that's approaching me. Let me give this animal lots of attention. But I did not do that at all. And, yes, it's hard to watch. The thing is that in those moments when you are so heightened, like, the dog's not going to hurt me. The dog's not going to tackle me. The dog's not going to prevent me from leaving. The dog's not going to gaslight me. The dog's not going to do any of those things. So the dog is not something that I want to be dividing my attention to because if something happens over here in the space where this person is approaching me with a phone in my face um that's not good so when your abuser is around you and you've gotten to the sense of ongoing heightened nervous system alert eggshell walking all of that stuff you are constantly living on Like, your brain is just constantly calculating what's next, what's their next move, why are they doing this, what did I do wrong, what did I do to make them do this, how am I going to get punished for this later, how long is it going to last that they're going to be nice to me, quote unquote, that they're doing this kind gesture, so when is it going to flip, because I know it's not going to be very long, after a little bit, another argument's going to happen, they're going to be complaining about something, I'm not safe here, also, my son was in the car, I came in to bring the blueberries in because my son fell asleep on the way home. So in the video, when I'm coming in, I'm literally just trying to walk in and put the blueberries down so I can go back and sit in the car until my son wakes up from his nap. Cause he was, was he three? He was three. Yeah. He was three at the time. And so there's also that mama brain going, how long is it going to take? How long are they going to expect me to stand here and like appreciate this thing that they, pulled out of nowhere that, again, isn't going to last very long. I probably sound like a brat if you haven't watched the video and you're like, why why aren't you happy about the gifts? Because, y'all, in these kind of situations, the gifts always come at a price. They are never freely given. It's never from the bottom of their heart. It's never an actual positive thing. So when you're getting a gift from someone like this, you're calculating, like, oh, my gosh, how long are they going to rub this in my face of how amazing they are and how much they love me? I knew that it was also going to be used as a way to gaslight me into thinking that things were better than they were. We've been doing really well lately. I got you this great birthday present. Remember the, my birthday? Remember the blah, blah, blah. And it's just a lot. So <clears throat> the moral of the story here is, um, like, I touched again on, you know, pip being used as a pawn and pets in general being used as a pawn and how you lose that connection with them. In fact, a couple weeks ago, I made a podcast uh, episode about how abusers will do anything to drive a wedge between you and your children. And I mentioned in that episode pets as well. It goes the same way with children, pets, anyone around you who is safe and supportive. I mean, again, your child isn't supporting you. Your pet isn't like, you know, like they're innocent little creatures who are just in the middle of this, but emotionally You usually feel safe around your kid, around your pet. They're yours. You know they're coming with you if you ever get out. You know that this is part of you. They are yours. Um, That is taken from you. So that is a huge part of what happens here. Um, And then, um, again, really, really wanted to take that time to talk about what it feels like and what it looks like to be in. A long-term state of heightened alert with an abusive person and if you or someone you know is in that situation that's what it's gonna be like so you're gonna start to see you may start to see. I don't look like to use black and white language because it's you know nothing is always the case right there's nothing that every single time it's gonna be like that because everyone's different um, but you may start to see um, that person sort of filtering out other things around them. Work isn't that important anymore. School's not that important anymore. Friends aren't that important anymore. All of that, because all every ounce of their energy, their brain space, whatever they have left in their body, which isn't much because they're exhausted, is going to be towards calculating the next move of the abuser and what's next for them. What are they gonna have to tolerate or go through um, after this is over or while this is happening or something like that. And if you are listening to this, which I don't think you are, because like I said, I think the people who listen to this podcast are actually either educated or trying to be educated or at least willing to listen versus the people who are in my comment sections. This also isn't the time to say, well, just leave. If you're just sitting here living in a heightened sense of like whatever, I just told you. 2021 was my year of leaving. In February of 2021, I finally started telling friends more openly what was going on. Still at that time, not really understanding like the severity of the situation. Um, March, April, I wasn't posting them on my social media because I knew it wasn't good. May, we went to Mexico together, huge backslide. Uh, next day I knew I was meeting their family. Their family came up to meet us. We had to go to Texas to meet their family. I didn't have a lot of choice in the matter. They bought the ticket. They're like, you need to pay for this. Um, was not, I I was so upset at that time. I was reaching out to people saying, I want to meet their family. I don't want to go to Texas. This, I don't want my son around their family because I knew, like I said, in February of 2021, I was like, something is seriously wrong here. My point of all that is like, I'm telling you right now, fast forward, I met their family in July, August, my birthday, which is when the video happened. 19 days later, we broke up. We still lived in the same house. They were... Trying to use triangulation against, you know, me and my son's dad, which I, let me see. Yes, I do have that episode. That episode actually is, um, publishing the week that I am making this. So by the time you listen to this, it'll be available. Triangulation was happening. And then from August to late September, so about a month, we still lived in the same house. So the abuse was still happening. Although I made a lot of changes to, to make sure that it was cutting Back, which again doesn't always work. We talk about gray rocking, we talk about, you know, maybe minimizing the amount of time you're around them, all of these things. It doesn't always work. It's not going to work for every single person because these abusers are going to react in different ways. And then from late September to late October, I was getting out. I was in another house, but they still had access to me for about two weeks. And then I flew to another state. Took me two more weeks to go, no contact. It took me almost all of 2021 to go no contact because you cannot just leave these people and people will come up in my comment sections and say, well, I just left. I just did this. I just did that. I know. I just said, you cannot once in a blue moon, it happens that that person will just let someone go because maybe they have something else going on, whatever. For the most part, it is a life or death scramble to try to get away from these people. So Again, if you're sitting here going, well, if that's how you had to live, if that's how it was, and you're always in high and alert, or if this person's always in high and alert, why don't they just leave? Because it's not easy. Go listen to my podcast episode about why saying just leave isn't helpful. That one's going to be from probably summer of 2022, and educate yourself on that. Because again, people, this stuff is not easy. This stuff is not cut and dry. It's not black and white. It's super complicated. Nobody wants to be in this kind of relationship. Nobody wants to not be able to pet their effing dog because their brain is on another planet. It's a horrible way to live. I look at Pip a lot, and I look at my son a lot, and I just think, oh my gosh, how much time did I miss out with you? Pip was from baby to, she was two, she's three now, she'll be four in January, she was two when we got out, so from baby to two... A lot of her life, like when I looked back at pictures of her as a baby, I was living in mental fog. I was walking on eggshells. I was with her, she was with me, but I wasn't with her. Um. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And the same for my son, although I worked really hard to get him out of the house and go be in spaces where I could have a nervous uh, system, calm space, whatever. Go to the beach, go to the coffee shop, and just try to get him a little bit of normalcy, but still. Um, it's not easy. So I hope that this was validating to you if you have lived through this, whether it's your pet or not, if you have let, let, quote unquote, things slide away that are really important to you, Um, especially if you have regrets about it, because it's not your fault. It's not a choice that you made. This is something that somebody did to you. It's literal torture. It's the same tactics that people use on, you know, POWs to break you, to destroy you, to keep what you love away from you, to keep what makes you feel safe away from you. Um, So I hope that helps. That's all. That was kind of a rough one to talk about. So, you know, go do something nice for yourself after you listen to this episode. I will do the same. Um, As you know, I'm a certified trauma recovery coach. You can always reach out and work with me if that is something that you feel like will help you. I'm here for it. I have 30- and 60-minute sessions as well as um, a group coaching, monthly group coaching that I just started. Um, Space is limited for that, so if you want to check that out, if you go to Calendly.com slash Lindsay Goodman. Like I said, if you're doing group coaching, there's only one per month. And I'm not scheduling them out too far in advance, so probably if you don't see one there, I just haven't picked a date for it yet, so check back. Um, And You can always find me on my social media. I am Lindsay Goodman Coaching pretty much on all the platforms. It's pretty wild out here. Um, keeps me busy and, um, yeah, don't hesitate to reach out. I will be back next week with more. Go drink some water.